0: How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So today we're talking about Montgomery, and obviously this is not an unusual topic for us. We're trying to get any news, really. There's not much going on in the free agent market right now, and Jeff Bassan of ESPN reports that the Yankees would love to reunite with Montgomery. Now let's talk about the cost here. What will we be willing to actually pay and now, 31 year old pitcher coming off his best season. You're buying high, you're buying older, you're buying into a guy that we know what he is. And the most likely scenario is that he regresses a bit uh, to a mean in 2024. And we get a good like three starter good two three starter um, a guy that has now postseason experience and obviously a guy that could end up becoming a nice piece in our rotation and the Yankees are running out of options they don't want to give away a lot of draft capital a um, rather not draft capital a lot of you know prospect capital in exchange for a guy like Jesus Lazardo. who knows maybe they want to do that but right now spending money seems like the most obvious uh, kind of path to take based on the simple fact the Yankees haven't actually spent a dollar in free agency yet so now you ask yourself, you know, Juan Soto's contract, $30 million there. Brought in some some contracts, but actually, I did the math, and Ryan... We're actually going to end up spending less next season if we were to go about our team right now, the roster, same exact roster we have right now, go into the 2024 season, we'd actually be spending less than last year. Um, I don't necessarily know how that's a World Series winning move, but I think the Yankees are going to spend some money over the next couple of weeks. So, you know, why don't you break down this report for us? What Jeff Basson said about Montgomery. If there's anyone else he mentioned uh, with the Yankees, and obviously, how you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm doing well, uh, you know, kind of as you mentioned, you know, the Yankees have not spent money in free agency and, you know, look... um I know that the New York Yankees, uh, you know, not spending money in Frazier, like, that's not a great thing, I understand, but obviously they have added to their payroll, they traded for Juan Soto, that's the big move right there, is um, about $9 million, Trent Grisham's about $5 million, um, you know, and I, I know that some of the smaller moves, they don't really count towards so the luxury tax, like, Cody Morris isn't eating a, a chunk of your luxury tax, he's making league minimum, um, but, you know, ultimately, I mean, look at the free agent market right now. Um, There is a standstill. Now, I know that arbitration is going to play a little bit of a role in um, when things pick up because of the fact that teams are starting to submit those numbers and kind of figure out and hammer out what those are going to look like. I know we've had estimations as to what, you know, these payroll situations are going to end up being with arbitration. Um, And, you know, obviously that stuff has to be finalized. Um, and then on top of all that stuff, you have, um, the fact that the market just hasn't really gone the way that teams have hoped it would, right? Frankie Montas has got $16 million. I think that shocked a couple of people in the industry. I think that shocked the Yankees. Honestly, I don't think they were expecting him to get close to that type of money. Um, you know, obviously the fact that Yoshinobu Yamamoto signed for $325 million. I mean, there was a point in time, Alex, where I was sitting here like, yeah, you know what? If the Yankees offer like 250 that's an aggressive offer and that's going to get it done. $250 would not even have got you a conversation, a second conversation with Yamamoto, it seems. Um, so, you know, I, look, I, I know that it's a frustrating process for Yankee fans and it's a frustrating process for us. Like, obviously we don't want to sit here and wait, you know, um, with no news and, and no updates and nothing, but At this point in time, the Yankees have their guys that they're interested in. We know that they're interested in Jordan Montgomery. I think he would be a good fit at a certain price point. Um, you know, for those wondering if there's bad blood, I mean, Montgomery's cleared up that there's not that there's not bad blood. Um, even when Brian Cashman traded, Montgomery was like, yeah, we traded a pretty good pitcher. Uh, you know, we're getting a player we think we needed. Um, it's not like he came out and said, yeah, this guy stinks. Not really going to help us. Like he did come out and flat out say that he didn't think Marcus Stroman would pitch for us in the postseason back in 2019. Brian Cashman's not shy about when he says, you know, he's not shy about criticizing players. If he doesn't, if he doesn't think a player is good. He'll say it, right? Like, I mean, we, we just had that whole debacle where he was basically like, yeah, we know Stan, his his story is he's injury prone, right? Um, I saw this post where uh, he, you know, while Gal was still with the team, not, not after his playing career, while he was still in the organization, he says he drives better than his fastball does, which is, I mean... The guy, Brian Cashman's can be very unfiltered. Um, and, and I feel like if he was going to, if there was any bad blood between he and Monty, we wouldn't see the Yankees having genuine interest. And if you're Scott Boris, you're not going to say, oh, well, they traded Jordan Montgomery, so we're not going to play ball at the Yankees. Like, no, if the Yankees offer more money than another team, he's going to take that, right? Like, from an agent perspective... His incentive here is to get as much money as possible, right? And we often hear players like Juan Soto flat out said this too. You know who you can call for an extension. You don't go and talk to the player. You talk to the agent. The agent handles that. That's what makes Scott Boras such a good agent. He handles all of that for the player. Um, but with that being said, you know, Alex, personally, I, I think the Yankees are going to walk away with a starter. Um, you know, I, I, I feel a little uneasy about whether that starter is going to be like a big time guy or maybe just like a swing man, maybe more of like a Shamanaya type of guy. Um, you know, I do think they're gonna try to add to their bullpen. I know Jeff Basson mentioned um potentially looking to add like, you know, they were in the market for guys like Robert Stevenson and Josh Hader and Jordan Hicks, guys of that sort. Um, personally, I'm not for shining Josh Hader. I would love to see Robert Stevenson in Prince Stripes though. But, you know, again, like the Yankees are active in the pitching market. There's really only been one massive domino to fall and that's uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Um, and if the other dominos fall and the Yankees walk away with nothing, then we can come back here and talk about, Hey, the Yankees didn't have the off season that, you know, we hope they would have after getting Juan Soto.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, that was kind of the we were just happy to get either one of them to be honest. Before this before this offseason started, we we're like if we even get one Soto, we'll be freaking over the moon. Um, now we ask ourselves, is is this team actually championship caliber? I think the offense is, right? I think the offense is championship caliber. I think, you know, Soto and Judge alone can carry a unit. Talk about the additions of, like, Rizzo coming back fully healthy. LeMay, Hugh obviously looking good towards the end of the year. Volpe's development and growth. Wells could be a good hitter. Stanton, if he bounces back, you're looking at something special. Glaber Torres is really solid. I think this offense is championship caliber. The pitching isn't. The bullpen, I think, is. The bullpen, we consistently have a top five bullpen in baseball. But the starting rotation could be our downfall. Now, I think that rushing it would be a mistake. Um, I think overspending, forcing something on this team would be a mistake. Garrett Cole is a championship-level pitcher. He's the guy you have in there you know, on short rest pitching game seven of the World Series. That's just the way he is. That's the guy you want in there at that given moment. Um, He's got the nerve for it. You know, looking at Carlos Rodon, has he had much playoff experience? No. But again, at his upside, at his peak, you got something special there. Carlos Rodon, if, if he bounces back, your one-two pitches are very good. That three spot is where I get concerned. You know, Nestor Cortez, I don't trust him right now. Love Nestor. Great dude. He is obviously very talented. But that left rotator cuff injury is concerning to me. I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous it's, it's going to be reoccurring. So I got to see a little bit more from him in that consistency department. My uh, Clark Schmidt, uh, he's a good pitcher. He has got, he has really good stuff, but he's inconsistent. We've seen flashes of what his upside looks like. And Garrett Cole being his mentor is certainly a good thing. So I think that Clark Schmidt, if he takes a step forward this year, He's going to be a good 3-4 guy, um, probably closer to a 4. I wouldn't be surprised if season, you know, as we roll on, Cortez ends up becoming our 5. We need a 3. Montgomery, in fact, is a perfect 3. Shane Bieber is a perfect 3. I I think that adding two pitchers would be ideal, but, you know, if we're only able to add one, if we wait until the tread deadline and you still have Will Warren making moves, maybe he looks solid, I think you can survive a Corbin, uh, rather, sorry, Shane Bieber or um, Jordan Montgomery at 3 easily, like without question, without fail, Obviously, one is going to require a bit of money, one of them is going to require a little bit of ch- a little bit of capital to offload. You now, the contract differences, Ryan, are significant, and I'll ask you this question, because so I think it is a, a, a reasonable question to ask. If you go and you sign Montgomery to, let's say, a $150 million deal right now, and you're paying him, I don't know, $25 million per 27 mil, something in that range— or you go and get Shane Bieber, who's owed an estimated $12.2 million in his final year of arbitration. That contract now comes off the books. And maybe you look to offload, you look to save that money and make a big splash on a player like Corbin Burns next offseason. Is that – like which direction are you going in? Get Montgomery now or get Shane Bieber now and then save the money next year and make a run at Corbin Burns? Or do you get Montgomery and, you know – utilize his consistency obviously coming off his best season to make a push at a world series right now what what or maybe you go after both like i think that's not out of the equation to say you get bieber and jordan montgomery and make a really a real push this off this upcoming season and maybe that's what the yankees are thinking and just trying to wait to see what the market looks like and and you know not trying to be used as leverage they like montgomery they want to bring him back but it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be cheap because he's coming off his best season you know which kind of avenue would you go in this direction
1: Yeah, so Shane Bieber is definitely a guy that I think would be, I mean, kind of perfect on the trade market, Um, but Jeff Basson kind of, you know, hinted at the idea that he might not get dealt, right? Like, he might not be a guy that the Guardians are necessarily feeling like they have to trade, um, which does suck, but also at the same time, right, like, you know, it's not bad if you try to revisit that at the deadline, right? Again, you know, you try to talk about the framework of a deal, and then you try to revisit it later on, Um, but, you know... I would rather have Shane Bieber on that, on that one year kind of flyer so that I don't have to commit long-term money, um, you know, and and kind of let myself stay a little bit financially flexible so that we can um, kind of evaluate what the team needs next year or the year after. Um, But look, Jordan Montgomery is stability, right? Like Jordan Montgomery is stability. Shane Bieber doesn't provide that same level of stability. And, you know, Alex, we've sat here and talked about how, you know, we're uneasy, right? And, you know, they're, you know, you got the two lefties in Rodon and Cortez, where that's question mark one and question mark two, right? How good those two pitchers are are going to determine a lot of what you are next year. You know, can Rodon bounce back? I think he can, but as you mentioned, right, like there, there are concerns. You can't just say, yeah, he's just going to, you know, have a healthy offseason because we can't guarantee he's going to be healthy. That hasn't been a consistent theme for him in his career. For Nestor Cortez, right, like is Nestor Cortez going to look like the pitcher he was in 2021, 2022, or will he look a little more like the one he was in 2023, which was an ineffective starting pitcher? You mentioned Clark Schmidt as well. Like, how, how much better is Clark? Schmidt gonna get from 2023 to 2024 if it's not a you know if it's if it's marginal at best of an improvement he's a fifth starter right so you're gonna need to find a guy that slots in slots in ahead of him you know obviously the Yankees have some minor league pitching depth at the upper levels of the minors you know Chase Hampton's a guy I I think every Yankee fan should be looking out for I know people are talking about well what about Luis Hill Clayton Beater I'm gonna be bold here if if the Yankees were to go for uh you know if the Yankees to pick between like Clayton Beater and Luis Hill just go with Chase Hampton. Like just, just go with Chase Hampton at that point. Like I, I think he's his stuff is that good. Um, but you can't ask a rookie to be your fifth starter. Um, and, and not know that that comes with risk as well. So you know, obviously Will Warren's in that equation too. I think Will Warren, Chase Hampton. You know, those are two guys. To look at it and say those are the only rookies I would consider starting caliber on opening day. Um, but like I, I just. I don't really know what the Yankees are going to do, right? Like Jordan Montgomery financially makes like, it it could be a complicated situation where it's like his markets here. The Yankees may only want to go here and look, maybe his market falls. Right? Maybe you know I know the Mets are not going to be in. Um, the Red Sox are more active on the trade market, according to Passan, And I mean, sorry, they're they're just cheap as hell. Like they're not they're not they're not being big money spenders. I don't not really concerned about them in a bidding war. Um, you know, you have teams like the Phillies who could get involved, but how aggressive will the Phillies be? Um, you know, there are just a lot of questions, right? Like who's involved in this Montgomery market? It's like the Dodgers are in. The Giants really aren't in. Not like the angels are really in like it really does feel like the yankees are and the rangers obviously the incumbent team but the tv deal that's become a, a consistent theme of reporting where it's like hey the tv deal makes it seem like the rangers can't really pony up what it's going to take to get montgomery the yankees feel like the best position suitor to land him in terms of finances in terms of fit in terms of you know desire to go out and get him but like will they meet his market will his market come down i don't really know you know is the market inflated more so for guys on one-year deals like did frankie montas get 60 million dollars because the reds are like hey who cares if it's a bad one-year contract we're either going to be bad and he'll be good and we'll trade him we'll be good he'll be good and we'll go on a playoff run or, you know, we'll be good, he'll be bad, or we're bad, and he's bad, and we just let him go in for agency. Like, it's not really, like, a big risk. So perhaps they're like, hey, we have to jump on an opportunity to get a guy who comes with, like, no risk for us, because there isn't that same pressure to go all in. Where in the Yankees' perspective, it's like, hey, if we're going to shell out $60 million, we need to get a guy who did it, who threw more than one in the third innings last year, right? Like, the Yankees are in a really weird spot. They have to be selective, but also they can't do nothing. It's, it's a very odd like very precarious situation you can't just get anybody like you can't sign Michael Lorenzen and say oh that's an addition because I don't even know if he's better than Will Warren I'd say no I'd say he's not better than Will Warren um but you can't at the same time say all right we're gonna do nothing we're just gonna run it back with the pitching staff because there are a lot of risks so I don't envy Brian Cashman's position right now I don't envy Hal Steinbrenner's position right now because I don't really know how this market's gonna shape out but if you ask me hey Ryan put your money on it who do you think the Yankees are gonna get I'm gonna go with Jordan Montgomery at this point. Like, I think it's that's the likeliest candidate. It's not Yankees versus the field. Like, Yankees have like a 60 percent chance to get him. It's more like they have like a 35 percent chance to get him, and everybody else is just a tick below.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm seeing online right now that Jeff Passan thinks that Shohei Imanaga's deal could be worth north of 100 million dollars. It's not going to be cheap, man, to get one of these pitchers. But end of the day, the Yankees have the financial resources. Um, they ha- they have it. Like. We're going to see some movement here in the next couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure of it. It's just a matter of exactly how um, the development of these contracts are going to look and the leverage, obviously. But, you know, guys, very curious to see what you think about these pitchers. You know, the reunion with Monty. I know we've talked about this extensively um, And any updates. we got you guys covered, as you can tell. Make sure to like and subscribe, as always. And we got you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode tomorrow.